He says his mission is to build community and culture around a great cup of coffee. Well, let's find out why and how. I'm Garland McWaters, and this is the Spirit of Leading podcast. Well, when most Americans get up in the morning, one of the first things they do on their to-do list is to start the coffee brewing. And throughout the day, Americans are going to consume around 400 million cups of coffee. You know, I love a good cup of coffee, but you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I just don't know much about coffee. I know I like it, but I don't know anything about it. And uh, so maybe you'll be able to help me out a little bit understand that. Uh, my guest is Shay Hayes of Duncan, Oklahoma. He is the owner of Iridian Coffee, and his mission is Taking Hold, to help people find community and connection through a great cup of coffee. But not only is Shay an entrepreneur, he is an active leader in his community and industry. Shay was president of Leadership Duncan Class 21. He served also on the board of directors for two years of that organization. He's also a member of Duncan's Rotary Club, where he was awarded the Paul Harris Fellowship given to Rotarians who have made an outstanding contribution to the community. And he's an active member and supporter of Lawton Young Professionals. Shay also serves on the Oklahoma Restaurant Association Board of Directors. That's a lot. Shay, welcome to the Spirit of Leading podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me here. I'm really excited about being here, and I want to tell our listeners that we are recording this episode in the Chickasha uh, location of uh, Viridian Coffee, uh, one of the locations where you operate a coffee house. And also with us is uh, Heather Wheeler, who is the Director of Marketing and Training for Viridian, and she's been around through a lot of this building process and uh, putting on these new uh, locations and getting the staff uh, hired and trained. So Heather, glad to have you with us today too. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, Shay, I said I love a good cup of coffee, but I don't know much about it. Uh, am I the rule or the exception? You are the rule. Very few people actually know what it really takes to make a great cup of coffee. And all that matters to our guests and all that matters, I think, to most coffee drinkers is that it tastes like great coffee and that they really enjoy the product and the beverage that they get in their cup every day. And uh, I, I guess I can speak to that because I'm pretty finicky about uh, the kind of coffee that uh, I, what I enjoy. And I'm always trying different ones and different kind of uh, blends. I think over time, my, changes, my tastes have changed. And I think now I'm a little bit more discerning, but I still don't necessarily go know what goes into making all those things. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you're, you call your locations coffee houses. Now, I assume there's a real reason for that, to call it a coffee house rather than a coffee store or a coffee shop. Absolutely. I mean, we call it a coffee house for a number of reasons. Um, but if you think about being at home and you invite someone into your home, they're your guests. And how do you treat a guest that comes into your home? It's different than a retail location where you just walk around the store and pick things off the shelf and then you get treated like an object or a transaction. In my mind, that's what a store is and that's what you do when you go shopping. But when you go to someone's house, you want to be treated like a guest. And here at Viridian Coffee, we serve guests and we don't serve customers in that mindset. And when we welcome you in, um, our objective is to build a genuine friendship and relationship with you just like we would a guest. And we start that process first and foremost by 
getting your name. I mean, I don't know that you go to very many retail establishments where they care a lot about who you are as an individual. And in our coffee houses, our baristas, our team, and our leadership from the top down really care about who you are as an individual. And we want to know your name. And throughout that process allows us to build a genuine relationship mm -hmm. with you by simply using your name. One of the most important attributes that an individual in the world has um, is their name. I know when I came into your coffee house today, and also the one in Lawton, I visited that one when I was on a, a project down there, and uh, I noticed how uh, they felt very comfortable to me. There's a lot of energy and a lot of open space to them. They're not real crowded, you're not bunched up. Was that, on, that by design? It is by design. It creates a sense of uh, comfort in a uh, house, you can experience that in your living room if you've got big pieces of furniture and lots of room to move around and you feel that the colors, the temperature, the music, the sound all creates an environment that you feel comfortable in. And I think one of the things that we're most proud of here is that relationship happens in our coffee houses. We've mm -hmm. seen um, relationship occur in so many different forms, families, marriages, engagements, boyfriends, girlfriends, everything happens in our coffee house. And the environment that we have is so welcoming that when you get here, you feel like you can just relax. And um, you go to some uh, places that just don't feel as welcoming. And uh, I designed and developed personally the image of Viridian Coffee. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a place that I could go to, one that I was comfortable in. And if you notice, we have a lot of grays and black and wood and industrial renovation style. Uh, it doesn't feel like you're gonna break anything. You're not in a tea shop, you're in a coffee house. And here in a coffee house, you know, everything's hard and industrial with great furniture and a great relationship. It's noisy, it's loud, so you don't feel like you're in a library where you have to be quiet. You can be as loud as you want, listen to all the music, play games, have a good time, and just really feel like you belong and you're at home mm -hmm. and you're not bothering people because of that. Do you ever encourage any type of events in your coffee houses or is it just sort of casual? We do a number of different things as far as events, and Heather uh, has been our marketing director now for a few years, and she coordinates many of those things personally. Um, on behalf of Viridian Coffee, we've coordinated live music events and poetry reading and game nights, and we do uh, education classes and paint classes, and uh, we have an artist rotation in every one of our coffee houses, so we have a local artist to our area uh, that rotates uh, through all of our coffee houses every single month, and so we've had art classes and education around that, wow. and then we have a lot of guests, the guests that come to us to seek a space to hold events. So um, Chickasha has a hearing impaired community and they hold uh, deaf chats right here in our coffee house. So just two nights ago, we had a great uh, deaf chat group come here and spend time um, in our coffee house just to be able to come together and find a safe place that they know they're welcome. And we've had uh, students and organizations hold uh, open mic nights and game nights and they really utilize our space for their community. And we're open 365 days a year from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. We don't close uh, on any day, and everyone can be rest assured the fact that we will be open and that we're here on a continuous basis, and they really count on that. Yeah. I'm sure this, uh, this, this idea of what a coffee house should be came from someplace, from some set of experience. How did that develop in your own mind? I think that's a really interesting perspective because it's not normal in my mind to how most businesses come about. 
Um, I moved to Southwest Oklahoma in 2012, 2013. We were really starting to get settled. And by the time we hit 2014, I really found that I was getting pretty frustrated and I needed a sense of belonging. I needed to find a place that was welcoming to who um, I was as an individual and that I could spend time building relationships with people. So many times you go to a restaurant, you go to a bar, you go to a church. They just don't want you spending a lot of time in those locations Mm -hmm. unless you're spending money. And for um, a lot of places, you're just taking up somebody's table. And I was really disappointed to not have an opportunity to just live life and be able to hang out. And sometimes you want to be with two or three people And sometimes you just want two or three hours by yourself. And when I was in the army, I fell in love with street cafes in Europe and sitting um, out on the cafe table, drinking uh, latte macchiato with crystallized sugar on top and playing games with people that spoke a different language Mm -hmm. from me. And I just fell in love with the idea that community and life existed around a great cafe. And And I lived in Oklahoma City right after the Army, and we had a great um, environment in the city for a lot of cafes, and there's a lot of great businesses up there. And when I moved to Southwest Oklahoma, I just found that that was missing, and Mm -hmm. the environment really did require from us um, this, this business. It really required us to create a space that people could thrive in that really felt comfortable and really felt like they had a sense of belonging. And so when you walk in the door, our objective is to greet you like a guest, invite you to, to be here, know your name and ask you to come back again. Right. Well, I know Heather that, uh, to, to make all that happen, it doesn't just, uh, happen naturally. There's a lot of work that goes into selecting the right people to be on your team and also to get them trained and up to speed and uh, make sure that it's the right match, you know. So how do you go about that? Well, that's quite a long process. Um, It definitely starts with um, our interview process is a little bit different than anything that most people have ever seen. Um, We start out with a group interview, and we just tell people who we are. So we have um, a story, which Shay talks a lot about, and he just mentioned, and um, the background of why we were created. We were missing fresh locally roasted coffee and we were missing a place for people to go and just belong. So we try and connect people to our why and then we tell them who we are. So what are our core values? What do we believe? Um, and we give that story to people and we invite them in and uh, some people say yes and they want to do it and some people um, don't. But the ones who do want to be here are the ones who come and they stay for a long time because they believe in what we're doing. And not only do we give our guests a place to belong, but we give our team a place where they can be accepted and they can belong as who they are. Uh, We don't want to change people. We want to bring out the best in them. And we hire people who we really feel like have the potential to be great. And we teach them how to believe in themselves when um, or we believe in them when, we, when they don't believe in themselves and then we teach them how to believe in themselves and we push them to what we know their potential is. And they love being here and they love our guests and they love serving people and that's really the foundation. You have to love people and you have to want to serve people and you have to want to be positive and um, if you don't fit in with 
who we are and you don't want to do that, then there's no way to really be successful in that environment. What's uh, it kind of your background that, uh, that allows you to have that perspective yourself? Because that's not really a usual perspective from my experience out in business and industry. They just want people to show up and work, you know, and put in their time and, and right. punch the clock, collect their check and uh, show up every time. So this is a, a little bit more involved in that. So what was there about your own experience that kind of put you in the mindset that you're willing to take on helping find those people and get them ready to present themselves, you know, as one of your one of your team? Uh, well, I graduated from college to be a social worker and I did that for about a year and then I spent about six months as a teacher and then I went to nursing school and uh, I was trying to just find my place and find where I belonged and I couldn't figure out where it was so I was just kind of moving around all over the place and I um, found Viridian Coffee on Facebook and I showed up to an interview and I heard that story and I heard the core values and I heard uh, what Viridian was doing and I didn't think it was going to be somewhere that I would show up one day and never leave like it turned into but it sounded like something that I would want to do for a while. And I thought that I could be a barista part-time and um, learn more about coffee because it is a science. Nobody really knows how much goes into it until you have to make it. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot you have to know before you show up day one, you know, on the job to start taking live, live uh, orders and things and preparing them. So how do, how do you get a person from zero to that point? Before you answer that, I think Heather can really walk you through the process. We, we've worked to refine that really well, but I think what's interesting, when we started the business, I, I learned a long, long time ago that anything you do, you should begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And we learned that we wanted people that smile. And we wanted people that loved people. And the foundational element of our onboarding is to create an environment where people want to be here and they love serving people. Well, yeah. And if we could identify those things first, that created a end in mind mm -hmm. that we needed to interview for. And so, um, you know, there's a couple of three steps, four steps that we go into that makes that work and Heather has really helped us refine that process once you share with them what we do and how do we get there uh, so like Shay said we start by looking for the right person so um, we teach all the way in our interview process we play some games and we um, put a bunch of people in one group and we give them a task and when there's too many people they can't do it and we explain to them that it doesn't matter how many people you have as if you don't have the right people so we really look for the right person, the people who love serving and they love smiling and they love creating relationships with people. And um, they do take a drink test before they start. So it's all memorization. We give them a study guide and they come in and take their drink test. And then we give them a one-on-one -on -one interview where we get to learn about them and we learn about their goals and where they're going and who they are and how we can help them get there, whether it's staying with Viridian forever or being here for a while and learning some things and then moving on to their place in life. And we go through a very in-depth training process where they learn more about our culture and they learn how to do what we do and they learn about all of the million and a half things that go into making a cup of coffee. And um, the people who, like I said, they thrive in our environment and they want to grow and they want more and they're hungry for that growth, they stay and they they do thrive and they stay for a long time. And um, going through that process, 
A lot of people don't think they're gonna make it through it, but we put in 100% with them. They put in 100%, they put in all of their effort, and we help them get there, and we drive them to their full potential until they reach it. That's real encouraging to hear that you have that, uh, that success orientation in mind. And I like the idea, Shay, of starting with the end in mind because not many people do that. We just start doing stuff that we know how to do and we hope we get somewhere. You know, you talked about servant leadership and we learned um, that we can't do this in life without other people. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be able to find people that really love their work, mm -hmm. that really love to be a part. And uh, I was in the Army. And I, I tell my team this all the time, uh, boot camp in the military cannot change anyone. Mm -hmm. If you do not want to change, if you do not submit yourself to that change, there is no process in the world that will change you. And we don't even try. We're not here to train you. And I think Heather captured that really well when she said, our objective is to bring the best in you out. Right. We are to create an environment in which you thrive and bring some sunshine and some light to your environment and just give you an opportunity. And I think that um, <laughs> the thing most people need, honestly, is they just need permission mm -hmm. and uh, similar to what you were talking about in contrast to leaders versus um, team members in, in life sometimes they just need permission to be great and they've been taught that um, there are boundaries on their lives there are boundaries on their environment that they cannot do certain things or it's silly or or you don't need to be like that and we we give them permission up front to be uh, who they are and to be successful in those things and uh, stop hiding behind this facade and let's just be who we are and let's be the best part of who we are and if that fits here excellent let's do it together mm -hmm. well that's really refreshing to hear because uh, that's not the i think that's not the story that most places really present you know in there to their employees so i commend you on you know taking that taking that approach you know we all really want the same thing and that's so do something we truly love to do and enjoy doing and go home at the end of the day and feel like we've done something that mattered. And that's yeah. something that we really encourage in all of our team members is to be the best version of who they are, but then we really go in depth with our leaders. And I think the one mistake that I made in my early leadership, because not only did I not know anything about coffee, but I didn't know anything about leadership when I started at Viridian. So I've really grown through a lot of that. And the one thing that I finally learned is that I don't have to be Shay and I don't have to be anyone else. I can be the best version of me and still be a great leader. And I wasted a lot of time in the beginning thinking that I had to be someone else instead of just being who I was and learning how to be a leader that way. Well, that's certainly a lesson we can all take away. And uh, I want to make sure that our listeners do catch a hold of that is that uh, learning to be learning the special abilities that you have as an individual are important to know about yourself and i think that's kind of the place that everything leadership has to start with the individual like that and i i certainly can uh, can can attest to how important it is that we respect the unique wonderful aspects of every individual who draws breath you know, we may not understand them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they may be totally goofy to us. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a, a super important aspect of leadership, and especially in today's time when everybody is trying to talk about how equal we are, right? How we're all the same. 
And the reality is, is we're not all the same. I mean, we all have equal rights and we all have equal liberties, but we are not the same in in what we want even in life we are very different people and i think that trying to take an individual and force them into an environment that is not fitting for them or they don't want it um is is a real tragedy in our society where just everybody can do this job or everybody is fit for this job and in finding their unique talents we found that even within the company um not everybody should do every single job all the time there are very unique roles that some people thrive in and um believe me i'm sitting here as a as a CEO and visionary for Viridian Coffee, and I, I love the role and I love the work that I get to do. But the work that Heather Wheeler does as our guardian, her official title inside of our company is guardian. She really guards our culture, documents it, records it, creates a structure around it. Uh, you could never pay me enough to do those things. Mm -hmm. I don't love that work. Nobody should ever ask me to do <laughs> it. And uh, she thrives in it. She loves it. It's a, it's a part of her character. And knowing that about her is why we're able to create such a position that really worked well for her that really creates a unique aspect to our company. And it's okay to not belong in certain places in life, right. just find your place. And right. we talk to folks about that. Um, it's not a um, identification of being a winner or not. You have the potential to succeed if you stop measuring yourself against other people. Measure yourself against what you want for yourself and who you want to become. And you can be successful in so many ways that are fulfilling and rewarding because you set the standard. Mm -hmm. You created your goal. And if you do that for yourself, and we do that for our team members, we really push them to seek their own goals, their own greatness, and not just any one of our leadership agendas. come your way and they become a part of your Viridian family in a sense your team uh, I know that you've got to have in your own mind because I pick it up from the things you two have both already said that you want you want them to look back on this experience a certain way or hopefully they will a certain way in years down the road how would you like them to remember their time here that, uh, that they were at Viridian for the whatever amount of time they were here well, at the very least, the best time of their life, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's really interesting. Since I began, I, I've always said that in our industry, working in the coffee house and being a barista, we get to literally work with rocket scientists and brain surgeons. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would not believe the skill set and the capability that people have when you just give them an opportunity to flourish. And we have, oh my, I can't tell you the number of people um, that have gone on to be incredible individuals in life. And we knew they were amazing when they worked here, but we knew they didn't belong here beyond their time. And um, 16, 17, 18 year olds, heck, we had a 14, 15 year old work for us um, at a point in time. And it's just like, these people are incredible. And we have adults that come to us at different stages in their life. And they're like, hey, I'm doing a reboot, doing a reset. And uh, we help people find their direction. And we do not pretend to think 
that everybody that works for us is going to stay with us for the rest of their lives. Our objective is to identify what a person wants in their life and push them forward to achieve their goals. And if that could be done in Viridian Coffee, fantastic. We'd love to keep them. Um, Heather Wheeler is a great example of that. She is here for the long haul and found a great place to achieve her goals of how she personally wanted to help people. And when somebody looks back and they think about their time at Viridian Coffee, not only do we want them to think, man, that was a great job. We had a great time. I had great friends. I want them to look back like we are a part of their family and to say, wow, that was a great experience. And they really established me and helped me get to a point in which I am successful today because of that journey. And one of the things that we invest an enormous amount of time and effort in, and that is in developing leadership qualities in individuals that can do things that they never ever have been given permission to. So we've got 16, 17 year olds running a million dollar coffee house sometimes mm -hmm. and they're doing closing duties and opening duties and they're like, wow, I had no idea I could put money in the bank and how to balance a checkbook and do these things. And I, I know that we all laugh about the simplicity of some of those tasks, but many of these kids are treated like kids. I mean, I had to take care of many aspects of my own life when I was 14 years old and realize that at 14, 15, 16, 17, I had to grow up and I could grow up. And you look around the world where these people are achieving greatness at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that happened for them is their environment, their circumstance or their permission. And here we want to create an environment and a circumstance that if they want to thrive, they want to grow. We're going to push them to that growth and support them every way. And they look back on us as if we were family and friend and they say, wow, that really helped me get here. And it was an instrumental part of my growth. I don't ever want them to be like, well, you know, uh, I was there for a little bit of time and um, I got paid. No, I want them to say, wow, I got growth out of that. I got mm -hmm. advancement in my life and I got help to achieve the things that I'm trying to achieve. For me, the thing that I want people to leave with is they learn how to believe in themselves, like I said, but I've heard people say, if I can learn how to make coffee the way Viridian does it, I can do anything. So <laughs> if they can just leave with the idea that as long as they never give up and they always believe that they can do hard things, that they can do anything. And they carry that with them so that no matter what they encounter in life, they can get through it. Yeah. And on top of that, I want our team members to leave knowing that they always have a place to come back to. And it's like when you send your kids off out into the world, sometimes that's what it feels like sometimes. But if they ever don't have a place to go, I want them to know that they'll always have a place to belong here. And one of my great prides in life is the fact that we have a lot of team members that have gone off to do things and they've come back to Viridian and said, hey, I need, I need six months, I need three months, and we can plug them right back in and they're a part of our family and they're like, wow, I would have never thought that I could come back and do this again and uh, they really feel uh, like they're part of our team, they're a part of our family and um, they really appreciate it and we love having them. People need... Uh others to help them believe in themselves and uh, that certainly is something that you're providing and I know a lot of people it takes them a long long time to ever get to some place in their life where they feel like they they have that opportunity to for someone to really believe in them I uh, certainly commend you all on your approach and and the heart that you that you bring to this
want to ask about coffee. I am curious about this. Uh, what, what would be the most important thing for me to know about uh, coffee to really understand a little bit about what the, how the difference, is the difference is made? So as a total novice, you're going to give me uh, three or four minutes of a, of a coffee uh, fast start. What would I need to know that would help me understand why coffee is, is different and tastes different? Coffee is complex. And it takes a lot of knowledge. And Heather is an expert in the complexity of that. Like she knows every step, every layer, everything. But what's awesome, and you had asked that question um, early on about Viridian, is we take that complexity and we simplify it. We bring it down to very simple uh, relationship and very simple questions and answers. But let's let's just get to the root of why um we believe our coffee and our product is so good. Um, it genuinely starts with fresh locally roasted coffee. And that fresh locally roasted coffee, most folks have never seen it. It's actually a seed that grows in a cherry on a small bush. And it's so hard, that seed is you can't chew it. I mean, it, it, nobody wants to, to have that product. And when you take it, and you roast it, okay, you're heating it up to 450 degrees or so, and it turns into what we know as coffee beans. And then um, when you drink that product fresh within a four to six week time window after it's roasted, you are going to get an experience that completely changes the quality of the product. When you get past 45 days, you get into eight weeks, 12 weeks, shelved coffee that's been out there for a long time, it's literally gone stale. And the only way I know, I love this analogy that I share with my team members all the time. Um, if, if I had a birthday and uh, I wanted a fresh baked German chocolate cake and I wanted my grandma to put that delicious ganache and chocolate glaze and in, in fresh baked cake that's what i want for my birthday and and everybody would expect that and here at Verdian coffee by creating a product that is fresh locally roasted is the foundation to a great great quality coffee now what's the difference between the roasts and the flavors and the light and the medium and the dark really um that's so cool to experience that coffee comes from many countries around the world and it's um countries that are around the equator within a certain uh, distance from the equator the tropical belt around the world we call that the coffee belt and countries like mexico and guatemala and colombia and indonesia and kenya and ethiopia all produce fantastic coffees and they're all different now they're all a species of coffee but they all have their unique strains and their unique qualities that bring out flavors like cherries and berries and some taste like wine and chocolate and candy even i've tasted fruit and um in all of this type of coffee and roasting the coffee to develop and bring out the best flavor profile that meets the market is really a skill set and i've got an incredible roaster and a team that develops those roast profiles and we roast that coffee to bring out the best flavor out of it a light roast versus a dark roast let's simplify that it's so easy light is less temperature it's around 400 degrees or so and then dark is up to 460 475 degrees before it starts to burn and actually create a a charcoal based fire 
product. Um, and so in that, you get development of different flavors and notes. And the darker it roasts, you get into the Vienna and the French roast, that develops a caramel, um, sugary, dark flavor that maybe in a lighter roast, you don't get that caramel, sugary flavor, but you get the berry, sweet, cherry flavor in that lighter roast coffee. Mm -hmm. And not all coffee is meant to be roasted light, and not all coffee is meant to be roasted dark because it definitely tastes different at those different roast levels. And when you take that, that's the foundation of all product, is that coffee bean. And you take it, and you might mix it together, and you might do some different things, um, and when you bring it into the beverage, there are three simple things that make coffee, coffee beverages that you see in a coffee house. Coffee, milk, and flavoring. Um, some people just say sugar, coffee, milk, and sugar. Um, and, and whether you want a different kind of flavor, or a different kind of sugar, a different kind of milk, or no milk at all, all coffee, whether it's cappuccinos, lattes, cold brew, cold brew lattes, Americanos, it's all made with those three basic ingredients. And, and we sometimes in the industry can make coffee really complex, mm. but really it's that simple. It's mm -hmm. coffee, milk, or sugar. And those three things really make up every single possible imagination um, uh, beverage that you can imagine in a coffee house. It's, mm. it's really incredible what you can do with yeah. that. I was wondering as you were explaining that. I know, like if you if you uh, go to uh, wine uh, places, they have like wine tasting and things like that. Uh, do have you ever had like coffee tastings where you bring people in and and give them uh, samples of, uh, of coffee and different uh, roast levels, flavors, whatever, and let them understand a little bit of what makes each one different? Yeah, we have done that before. So. Um, I've gotten to be a part of a couple of them, and they're really fun to put on. Um, the one thing that we really try to focus on is not really the different kinds of coffee, like light, medium, and dark roast, but um, we really focus at Viridian on serving people where they are. So we know that a lot of people have no idea anything about coffee. So what we've done is we teach them what a latte is and what a brewed coffee is and what a cappuccino is. And we teach them how to find exactly what they want when they come into the coffee house. So they've been really fun. We have done a couple of those and we have a few more ideas that we'd like to do. So we have some fun things coming mm -hmm. for that also. Let me ask one last question. And I have to ask this of all of my guests, simply lessons of life that you have learned about yourself that you're taking away, how has this experience changed you or made you different in some way that you believe is better? Heather, why don't you go first? So I mentioned earlier that I learned how to be myself and the best version of myself and be my own leader. And I think one of the, one of the most important leadership lessons that I've learned is that my kindness is not my weakness. And that's something that Shay has taught me from the very beginning. Um, I learned how to be a strong leader, but I didn't lose my kindness. I still care about people and I still want the best for people, but that doesn't make me a weak person. And I, that's important in my position because I do guard the standards. And I have to know that I've learned a lot of people really crave structure and they crave standards. So that has been really good for me to hear um, because I can care about people, but I can also hold them to a standard and it, it's, it makes me a good leader. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned through this process. Right. And I have learned 
untold numbers of lessons through this process this has been incredible but i would say the thing that i found is most important and engaging with young leaders and individuals is is truly about passion you know i encourage people to find their passion their why in life and they need to pursue it with hunger and when you can apply your passion and you just go after it with everything you have don't worry about the idea that you need to make money and get rich and do all the things those things will align and it'll be hard and it'll be difficult but when you're not doing something you're passionate about i've learned uh, the hard way in life that sometimes it just seems like life can be not worth living Mm-hmm. You're just doing something you don't care about. You feel like you have no purpose and no drive. And I found that um, my entire life, folks always have either been critical or have praised my passion for the things that I do. And I'm one of the, the reasons we were able to be um, at this place so fast was the fact that not only did I have passion for what we were doing. I never let up on that passion and mm-hmm. I shared that vision with people and I found people that were potentially passionate about what I was doing and I just worked to encourage that passion and in that no one wants to follow a leader that does not feel passionate about what they're doing. You feel empty when you do that. And I would say that the biggest lesson in all of this that I encourage everyone to grab a hold of is that you could really get behind people that are passionate. You can really support um, yourself and uh, an incredible opportunity in life if you just pursue your passion and drive that hard and find a way to be passionate about what you're doing. And uh, it will guide you to all of your success. Well, great, uh, great words of wisdom that we can live by and certainly an example that uh, from both of you that we can try and emulate in our personal and individual lives. So I want to commend you on uh, the mission. I really love your mission to build community and culture around a great cup of coffee and uh, the way your perspective on that and the way you try to provide a place for that to happen. Because, you know, it, what I've learned about uh, great movements uh, that change our communities is that they usually always happen over a conversation like that a couple of people or a group of folks sit around saying you know why don't we and then the next thing you know stuff's happening and uh, things grow from there and a lot of a lot of energy is created so hopefully somebody's going to think back one of these days remember when we were at Viridian and we were talking about and you said da 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 and now here we are and so wouldn't that be great to know Absolutely. that that's happening Well, listen, I want to commend you on that, and I want to thank you so much for your hospitality and for inviting me down to to record uh, this episode of The Spirit of Leading. That's Shay Hayes, the owner of Viridian Coffee, and Heather Wheeler, the director of marketing and training, my guests on this episode of The Spirit of Leading. Thank you, Garland. Thank you. Well, that's it for this installment of The Spirit of Leading, and I want to thank you for listening. I also encourage you to recognize and appreciate anyone who demonstrates the spirit of leading at work and in the community. So when you join the Empowered, you'll get a notification of my latest podcast or the latest post in my weekly Empowering Thoughts series. I encourage you to please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, I urge you to live empowered each and every day. 
Unleash your creative energy by encouraging the spirit, enlivening your heart, enlightening your mind, and enlarging the expectations of living in yourself and in others. I'm Garland McWaters. Thank you.